What's going on, friends? Welcome back to Forward Progress, live here on the Forward Progress YouTube channel, part of the Hammer Betting Network and powered by Pinnacle Sportsbook. I'm producer Jason, your host, every Friday on the Forward Progress YouTube channel alongside Jack Miller, Matt Freeman, John Legaza. We're just going to get right into it, guys. Before we do, though, remind, I want to remind everyone, if you're not hitting that like button, hit that like button. If you're not subscribed, hit that subscribe button because guess what? We do a little Q&A portion towards the end of the show and uh, yeah, if you want to have your questions answered with your props for Sunday, please drop them in the chat uh, to the right there and uh, we'll get to them towards the end of the show. But the only thing is you have to be subscribed to drop those comments. So make sure you do so. Make sure you subscribe. And uh, yeah, if you're on the fence on anything for Sunday, please drop it in the chat. We'd be happy to answer it. And we're going to skip over the Thursday night football game. We're going to jump straight in to the props we have for you today here. And we're going to start off with Matt. Matt. Every single week we come on the show and we talk about, I hate to say it, but the bad beats that we've experienced for you. It's been, it's been horrendous. It's been horrendous this year, and, I, and I'm sorry that I keep bringing it up. But again, last week we had Christian McCaffrey to score a touchdown, and oh my goodness, I think feels like it feels like the Niners are doing everything in their power to score. They even McCaffrey even said on a podcast a joke about how he was pissed at Jusic for not going down on the one to give him a chance to touch. It's just craziness here, but. Let's just get into the first prop here. You can probably guess without burying the lead. Uh, we're going to take a look at the Buccaneers going into the Niners. Niners at home, 12-point favorites. I mean, listen, you went with McCaffrey last week. I believe it was around minus 180. There's a minus 183 over at Pinnacle for McCaffrey TD this week, Matt. Are you going back to the well here? Yeah, that's a beautiful line because, you know, other places in the market, it's, you know, minus 220, even as high as like minus 250. So, uh, that is a, a great spot there to be able to get it. And like, I'll just say, uh, yeah, frustrating, you know, to not get it last week. The 49ers scored, was it 34 points? Yeah. And they didn't run a play in the 10 yard line until there uh, was only five minutes and 17 seconds left in the game. Just absolutely ridiculous the way that that game played out. And at that point, Sam Darnold was in the game, even then. They gave Christian McCaffrey four opportunities inside the 10-yard line. Like, he had literally 100% of the team's opportunities inside the 10-yard line. Like, if you get that kind of usage, more often than not, you're going to get a touchdown. So I'm going back to it. Christian McCaffrey, at the excellent num number that you uh, you quoted there from Pinnacle, I have this projected at minus 261. So I think there's significant value there. I'd you know be willing to bet it even higher if the number moves. I mean, Chris McCaffrey as a double-digit home favorite. Like, it just feels like uh, likelier than not, far likelier than not, that he scores a touchdown in the spot. 23 games with the 49ers, 26 touchdowns in that time. He scored in all but four of his 23 games with the 49ers. So 82.6% of the time, he scored a touchdown. He leads the league with 38 carries inside the red zone. On top of that, nine targets in the red zone. Um, yeah, I mean, I would, I would very gladly bet this uh at the the number of one uh was it minus 183 fantastic number there uh but i mean uh disappointed didn't get it last week but you know like when when you're numb uh it doesn't really even matter and i i, I feel like i feel like the losses of the season have just numbed me to where like maybe the self-preservation that a normal person would have I just don't have at this point so i'm i'm going back to the christian mccaffrey uh touchdown well 
Yeah, let's go back to that well here, Jacob. If you can lock that in at minus 183 at Pinnacle. Market, I think, was around minus 200, minus 220. But like Matt said there, likes it up to minus 260. Up to minus 260 is A-OK, as some would say, over on Twitter. And a reminder, we track all of our plays on Betstamp. Uh, just search Forward Progress HQ. You can see it right over my head here. If you're watching on video, head over to Betstamp. Type in FWD Progress HQ. Find all of our plays tracked here live. And like I mentioned there, Pinnacle is was the best line in market by almost 20 cents here. And if you don't have a Pinnacle account, what are you doing? Pinnacle is the world's sharpest sportsbook offering competitive odds for 25 years. We love to preach line shopping on this channel and with everyday competitive odds. Pinnacle should be a part of your available outs. They often have some of the best odds for sides, totals, uh, money lines, things like that. Not, not always do they have the best odds for props, but if you're betting props early, you won't get limited there like you will some other sportsbook guys. So make sure you're using Pinnacle if it's available to you and if you're in Ontario. If you're signing up to Pinnacle, make sure you use code HAMMER as well. Helps support the show here. Your trusted sportsbook for 25 years. Bet smart, bet Pinnacle. Must be 19 plus in Ontario. Please play responsibly and not available in the U.S. Let's get on to the next prop here. Uh, Jack, you're on, you're on deck. We're taking a look at the Giants versus the Commanders. Commanders, nine and a half point favorites here in the market against Tommy DeVito, excuse me, and the Giants. This is a game the commanders are probably going to run away with, Jack. You're the long reception king. Who you got in this game and why? Yeah, I uh, I decided that I couldn't go back to K-Dodden for the seventh week in a row, so I had to find another tight end to take uh, a longest reception <laughs> under on. And this week I'm going to go with Logan Thomas, who has a similar ADOT um to Dotton at, at 6.5 so we're looking at those low ADOT guys who aren't really that explosive after the catch um or, and Logan Thomas at 16.5 is a a pretty up there uh longest reception line for a tight end the Sam Howell has been really spreading the ball around this year uh I had Logan Thomas's target share pulled up but I don't anymore it's 13.6 percent we're projecting him actually a little bit over that line uh, with Antonio Gibson doubtful for the game, but we still have him uh, a couple yards under this longest reception line of 16.5. So yeah, that's my first prop. All right. Sounds good. You can find that at around minus 115. I believe the market is shading towards that minus 120 here. And I just want to remind everyone that Kate Auden prop, it did hit that that did hit there. So uh, if you're, Gonna check back to bet stamp, check the records. It hit. It's a smash spot. Two, I think what are we? Two, two for three on the year for K Dotton. Uh, longest reception unders. We'll take that any day of the week here. All right, let's move on to another game with another massive spread. John, you're on deck here. We got the Dolphins taking on the Raiders. Dolphins are 13 and a half point favorites at home here. Dolphins love to bully these bad, bad defenses, like we saw with the Broncos a couple weeks ago. Uh, John, you like a player on the Raiders here, though. Uh, who are you going with and why? Well, just just really, really quick. It's kind of to Oracle's point before, but something I'm really appreciating from these teams is they're finally taking a vested interest in our betting, right? Shanahan wanted that McCaffrey touchdown. Then we, if you saw the footage from the Cowboys sideline, they were talking about getting C.D. Lamb that catch. That was like, I'll go back in there and get it from him. If we go, no matter what it takes, we're getting 10-150 on that. I absolutely love it that we, listen, these guys have an eye on this stuff. It matters when they go negotiate and stuff. Anyway, yes, Miami and Vegas, that's probably the first kind of point that I want to make. So I like Michael Meyer. The reception prop, I think, is out of whack. 
Over two and a half receptions is plus 140. So I love the low bar. I am Mr. Low Expectations. And I love betting things with a plus in front of them so that way I can get more wrong than right and still be able to feed my family. Jay, you mentioned the first thing. Miami just boat races. Bad teams. I think we're expecting that. So we should be expecting Vegas, who's had a little bit of success against very bad teams from New York, where they were able to impose it. Well, we're going to run the ball and get Jacobs to 100 yards. There's another one of those. I don't think they're going to be able to do that with Miami. So I think the passing game will be in effect the entire time. Myers just had three catches against the Jets. They're significantly better on defense. Miami's allowed the 11th most receptions to tight ends. Again, good, but not great, but it's there. Nine different tight ends have gone over three receptions or more so far this season. Meyer plays every single down. I mean, last three weeks, 90% route participation. That's right where you'd want it. And in that span, he's second in team targets, second in team receptions, although both of those numbers are pretty low because AOC has not been great. Although in that game against the Steelers, who also have pass defense, also not very good, though a bit different than what they'll see this weekend. That target share to the tight end went over 20%. So if we're going to get a fifth of the targets... In a game that, I mean, the books are letting us know, Miami is, I believe it's 30 or 30 and a half, depending, the team total. So, again, foot on the gas for the Vegas, for Vegas, second pass option. And, again, if they fall behind, Mayer runs shorter, higher probability stuff, where Miami just might allow him to get it. So, I like anything we can get on one drive. Give me Mayer for three catches. Beautiful. And that's sitting around plus 130, best price available, widely available price uh there but markets around plus 125 let's jacob let's lock in that plus 130 here um and yeah like you said with meyer like listen they they uh excuse me they put in significant draft capital to draft michael meyer here right and uh matt did you want to touch on this uh prop at all uh i know you you maybe have some interest here or you just want to kind of uh, yeah, I I was I was starting to put some stuff in the outline. I was like, yeah, I don't need to, but no, I just want a second. Yeah, I I really like this one. Uh, as as John mentioned there, uh, Michael Mayer is like the past three weeks has just been he's been a full time player. You know, like they are absolutely using uh you know twelve personnel packages now. Uh, and even you know Austin Hooper when he's not on the field, Michael Mayer is on the field uh, and playing ahead of him now. So uh, I really do like this spot for him. And you know, going against a Dolphins defense that is increasingly strong on the perimeter with Jalen Ramsey, Xavier Howard, uh, all the more incentive to target the middle of the field. And Michael Mayer is the best middle of the field option that they have. Exactly. On top of that 13 and a half point spread, but dolphins might run away with it, but Hey, Raiders are playing for something here, right? They just fired their their uh, coach two weeks ago with Josh McDaniels. <laughs> Nothing here. is They're... something, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? But uh, I guess team morale, I don't know. They want to smoke those cigars after the game. All right, enough enough uh, rambling here from me. Let's get into the next game here. We're going to take a look at the Bills taking on the New York Jets. Bills just fired their offensive coordinator, Ken Dorsey. One of the biggest like scapegoat firings I've seen in like recent memories here it feels like Bell's, Bill's offense is still good right there's their top five in EPA per play Josh Allen is still a good quarterback there's nothing wrong with him he's top three in EPA per play he just likes to turn over the ball a bit which is like come on Brett Favre is a great quarterback he did the same thing but Matt you're looking at the Bills so why don't you tell us a little bit about your prop for today yeah Josh Allen over 0.5 interceptions you know minus 160 is a number that's in the market floating around there but this is really more of like a sort of like a feel type of bet which i normally don't do that often like normally if my projections are you know pointing me in one direction i tend to go that way and this is a little bit past my projections but i i kind of don't care like i feel like my projections probably aren't catching up enough to josh allen's turnover proneness 
Uh, and there are like two different discourses happening on social media right now. Like one is uh, like Josh Allen is just throwing way too many interceptions. And one is like Josh Allen is quarterback God. And it's like, I feel like both of them are like sort of true. Like, okay, Josh Allen and I put this on social. If the Bills were eight and two, Josh Allen would be the MVP front runner right now, even with all of the interceptions. And like, sure, the interceptions have played a part in why they're not eight and two. But I would say a bigger part of that is the defense uh, decisions made by the coaching staff, things like that. Um, but Josh Allen is a very good quarterback, you know, like that should just be like very obvious and stated even this year with all the interceptions, a league leading 11 interceptions. He's still a very good quarterback. He leads the league in 19 touchdowns passing. He's number two in composite EPA and completion percentage over expectation. Number four in ESPN's QBR, but he's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league. But, uh, accompanying that is this gunslinger mentality that results in a lot of interceptions. And whether you say, okay, we're going to look from 2018 Allen's rookie year to now, or you know, even just last year to now, wherever it is that you start that uh, that time frame, Allen leads the league in interceptions. He has uh, 10 games played, and eight of them this year he has thrown interceptions. It's just something that is kind of part of his DNA at this point, and going against a Jets pass defense that is really good. He threw interceptions, three interceptions uh, to them in week one. It just feels like a pretty tough matchup uh, last year, you know, and against that Robert Sala defense with uh, a rookie, um, you know, like a, a game-changing rookie that they have at cornerback now in Sauce Gardner. Uh, he threw two interceptions in two games last year. So like now with this Jets defense, the way that it is presently constituted, this is a matchup that I think Allen is likelier than not to throw an interception. So minus 160. Um, I don't know if I would want to take it all that much higher than 160, but you know, still comfortable in that range betting it. Yeah. So the minus 160 is available. A lot more books are starting to get towards that minus 165, minus 170 range. So this is one of those you probably want to bet uh, while you're watching this show. If you are interested in betting this, you might not want to wait on this, might slowly creep to creep up as uh, more square betters come into the, the market here. Uh, and yeah, like great point on Josh Allen there. Listen, it's part of his DNA, part of his game. He's going to eventually, he's going to turn over the ball. He does turn over the ball, but again, that's part of his mentality. If it, it, a lot, a lot of those turnovers, or some of those turnovers are those third down punts that are essentially better than a punt, but Hey, those are still turnovers. And for betting on them, we, we, we will take those, right? So uh, let's move off that game here. Let's go into the next one here. John, you're on deck. The chargers taking on the Packers at home green bay and jordan love they've left a lot to be desired after looking pretty decent over the first three week three or four weeks it was that monday or monday or thursday night football game against the detroit lions where they just got slobber knockered and and i mean they haven't looked as good since then but regardless of that jordan love still ranks in the top half of the league in positive uh with a positive EPA per play uh, per dropback, excuse me. Uh, it's a great get right spot here for the Packers who are, are up against one of the worst uh, defenses in the league in the Chargers who rank in the bottom third of the league in EPA per pass allowed. John, no reception props here. You like Jordan Love. Tell us a little bit about it. Yeah, no, that one's a bit of a shock. Green Bay, very difficult, right? If we were actually using real trees to describe target trees, Green Bay would probably be something like a bonsai, right? It's really stout and everywhere, very hard. I'm looking for that Seneca Redwood, right? We want that eight targets, nine targets. So that's not this game. It's a bit of a matchup play because, man, you could just pick on these charges. But let's take a look at Love first. You know, we've seen the Packer pass rate jump up in the last three games over 66%. I think they're finally getting it. You know, you got to throw the ball. The defense has been a little more disappointing than the money that they spent on it. That's for sure. 
they're averaging 40 dropbacks a game. Really that kind of marker, right, to look for excelling in the past game. 250 pass yards per game on average right at the nose that we're looking for, which is 250 yards at plus 150. Again, low expectations with plus money. That's like the name of my game. He did go for 286 against Pittsburgh who struggles in the secondary, but you're not going to find too many parallels with them. I, I'd love to start pitching, you know, coverage similarities. It's it's not that, except the fact that they're both not very good. Again, in that span, seven yards per attempt, which is good, nine air yards per attempt. He's starting to stretch the field a little bit. I like to think part of it, even though he's a running back, is Aaron Jones. I really feel like when Aaron Jones is on the field, he's the identity and the engine of that offense, and I think that does kind of manifest itself. Hopefully I'm not getting a little too fuddy-duddy here. Anyway, the, the thing we're looking for, people, is picking on the Charger defense. They're number one in too high usage, which is just not work for them, but they don't seem to care. They've given up at least 260 passing yards in six of nine. One of the ones was short was 245, right, just short of that mark. And then year-to-date, <clears throat> bottom five in, yards per game, drive distance, EPA per dropback, opposer passer rating, completions, 20-yard completions, and passing yards that we're looking for. I mean, everyone is just dicing them up. This is another one, too. The Charger offense is not bad. They're going to push the D. I think it's reflected in the team totals. So I'm not really worried about passing volume here. I don't think Green Bay is going to be looking to slow it down, especially if they fall behind a touchdown of 10 points. So give me Jordan Love to get this one in the fourth quarter, 250 yards, plus 150, man. If we get one or two, we got a profit, man. You know I'm all about the sustainability, DJ. Yeah, so, uh, John, I took a little look at this beforehand. It's 250-plus uh, passing yards. You can find that widely available at plus 150. But the market right now, 228, 229.5, minus 110. Pinnacle actually has the plus 107 towards the over at 228 and a half. Is that something you would consider uh, compared to the two, the plus 250 yards? Yeah, absolutely. Plus, plus 107? Yeah, plus, plus one, 107. Minus 110? No, plus 107? Absolutely. I don't have my... Again, this is advice that I give to people even as whatever you want to use the word expert or professional for myself. I use a calculator. Don't be afraid to use a calculator, people. When you get posed with these questions about odds, you put it in an implied probability calculator and let the you know the spreadsheet tell you the answer. But I know if it's plus money for that, there's not, I don't think they're going to keep on the 230. I really like that number. So if it's plus money, yeah, I like that too. All right, Jacob, if you haven't locked it in yet, let's get a half unit down on the, the 250 plus passing yards at plus 150 here. And then let's yeah, get a half unit in at the 22, excuse me, 228 and a half passing yards plus 107. That, it's crazy. Yeah, it's available over at Pinnacle here. I like this spot here for John. Matt, are you kind of in agreement with this spot? I see you kind of creeping around in the duck. Do you want to say anything here? Or do you want to move on to the next game? Yeah, no, this is interesting. I like just a, a point on the, the Chargers here. They've allowed the most passing yards uh, per game in the league, uh, like to opposing quarterbacks, and like easily the most, like 315.7 per game. And number two is the Buccaneers at 285.3. So they're like 30 passing yards worse than the second worst. Like it's, it's like they're almost like a full standard deviation worse than the second worst team. Like it's, this is a great spot. And so like, ordinarily I wouldn't be thinking like, oh, I want to be on Jordan love in any spot, but this is, this is probably the one spot. And so to be able to get it at such advantageous odds, I think is great. Yeah. yeah. Very, very last point, Jay, since I had a chance to, well, he was filibustering. The Chargers have yet to hold a single quarterback this season under 232. So you're getting plus money on a 10 for 10 rollout already. You, you got to get that one. Yeah, and the best part about betting like against the Chargers here in like in in a situation like this with passing yards is that you're never afraid of them not putting up points. They're gonna score. Right, that's what They're I mean. Gonna... That's the other part of it. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're going to keep the game going. They're going to put up minimum 21, 28, a ton of points, as we always see with this. They have that prolific offense, but, man, that defense just leaves so much so on good. the table. It's, I wish I had a reputation like Brandon Staley. It's crazy. But, anyways, let's move on to the next game here. Uh, <laughs> let's look at some primetime action. We've got two primetime action uh, bets for you, uh, as we always like to do here on this show. Let's start off with, Jack, your bet for Monday night football here. we got the Chiefs against the Eagles, rematch of the Super Bowl. Uh, t- Travis Kelsey, we got uh, – Jason, Travis Kelsey versus Jason Kelsey. We got the the Swift family meeting the Kelsey family. So many narratives coming in here. But the narrative I like to talk about, narrative narrative I like to see, is that outside of Travis Kelsey, the Chiefs target share has been an absolute mess. Almost impossible to decipher. John, you had a tweet recently about it. If you haven't seen it, go check out John's Twitter. There has having like charting out weekly receptions. Very interesting stuff there. Yards per run, stuff like that. Uh, Jack, you're looking at some unders here. You're looking at these Chief receivers. Tell us who you got here and why. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be watching this game to see the Swift and Kelsey families meet. But I figure while the game <laughs> while the game's going on, I might as well might as well have some action as well. And I'm gonna go with Sky Moore under 15 and a half. When I looked a couple hours ago, um, there was actually an under 19 and a half that was kind of rogue somewhere. But I think tracking it at 15 and a half is fine. Uh, he's only gone over this in four of nine games. In the last game before the Chiefs buy, he dropped the fourth among Chiefs wide receivers in routes. He only ran a route on uh, 29% of Patrick Mahomes dropbacks on the season. That number is 51%. So a clear role decrease. Uh, he's only at 1.03 yards per route run on the season. So he's been out there a bunch uh, for the majority of the season and still has been unable to just earn targets. Um, and now he's dropped the fourth behind Rasheed Rice, MVS, and Justin Watson in the pecking order for playing time. I, I do think the Chiefs are going to come out with a pass-heavy game plan, especially against this, against this Eagles defense that's been so tough against the run all year. Um, but the Chiefs pretty much always come out with a pass-heavy game plan, and I, I think just betting against Sky Moore earning targets and betting against him, uh, his playing time, I, I think makes sense here. So Sky Moore under 15.5 receiving yards. Yeah, and I checked uh, before we got on the show there that 19.5 is still widely available at a pretty large book that will take some good uh, good limits on, on that at minus 114 here. So if you have that book, I recommend you shop around, you look at it, and if you're interested in taking this bet, you take it. But the 15 and a half right here, minus 107 at Penny towards the under, best of all the 15 or 14 and a half we see. And guys, I wish I wish we did this on purpose where I told you guys to go out and look for uh, where Pinnacle is the best available in market, but it's not. It's crazy that uh, uh, these have just lined up like this. Pinnacle's going to be very happy with this one. Let's move on to our last game of, uh, excuse me, last prop of the show here today. Another primetime game. We're looking at Sunday night football action between the Broncos at home to the Minnesota Vikings Broncos defense. They have come a long way since that absolute beatdown uh, of 72 points from the Miami Dolphins here. And uh, that has kind of trickled down towards the offense with the defense almost putting them in advantage, more advantageous spots, better field position, things like that here. Matt, uh, you got a prop for this game. Our last prop of the day. Why don't you close this one out here? Yeah, Russell Wilson over one and a half passing touchdowns. Um, I believe plus one sixty is where I bet it, but I think it's moved since then. Still fine at you know plus one forty. I would bet it all the way to plus one thirty. I have this projected at you know, like exactly one and a half. So view this very much as a coin flip, and so getting the plus odds I think is good there. Uh, it feels disgusting to like be kind of on Russell Wilson in this spot, but. Um, he's had a, like a bounce back season. Like last year he was terrible. Like we all know this number 30 in composite EPA and completion percentage over expectation this year. He's number nine. Like he's actually like in terms of like the numbers, but also like the eyeball test 
looked much more like a competent NFL quarterback than what we saw last year. And with this return to form, we're seeing more touchdowns. Last year, an embarrassing 16 touchdowns in 15 games. He had more than one and a half passing touchdowns just three times. This year, it's very much flipped. 18 touchdowns in nine games. Uh, he's failed to go over one and a half only three times. So in, in six of the nine games, we've seen him go over this number. Uh, and I think there's you know uh, a very solid explanation for that. One, he's just better. He's in a better offensive system, but he leads the league with 30 red zone pass attempts. He's converted that into an NFL high 15 red zone touchdowns. Like when they are getting near the goal line, Sean Payton, as much as I think Sean Payton probably dislikes Russell Wilson, like just in terms of like, the the like demeanor on the sideline like the gestures the reactions like it seems like he legit does not like having russell wilson as his quarterback but even with all of that when they are getting near the goal line he's at least letting russell wilson throw the ball um and with that i think one and a half passing touchdowns is very much in play here again like i have a projected kind of right on the nose at one and a half so to get the plus odds uh, i think is a really good look all right, sounds good here. And yeah, Jacob, let's lock that in the over one and a half touchdowns at plus 140, which I believe is still available at some two books that take some pretty uh, large uh, limits here. I, I mean, as large as you can take on a Friday. Um, so yeah, let's lock in that plus 140 here. Russell Wilson over one and a half touchdowns here. That'll just about do it for today's show. But before we go, we have a question in the chat here. And guys, if you're still sticking around here, don't don't feel free to drop those questions in the chat. Josh has been hot. Lately, I mean, it was Devontae Smith over the past couple of weeks. Uh, I can't remember what they were the previous weeks, but he's been hot here. He's looking to go back to the well on the buy low. Uh, the Jahan Dots, he's looking at Jahan Dotson over 35 and a half minus 115. Matt, I'll start with you here. We kind of touched on the commanders game and, and uh, first the Giants. We obviously know uh, it's a nine and a half point spread there. Matt, what are your thoughts uh, on Jahan Dotson over 35 and a half at minus 115? So I have the projection at 44.3. Uh, so, you know, I would lean towards the over here and it is a, a buy low spot. I think T Higgins was uh, one of the, oh, the looks that that Josh had a couple of weeks ago. And that was that was a good one. Uh, so this is a little bit of a, a buy low spot, even just in terms of the market where two weeks ago, this number was 47 and a half. And, you know, now we're getting like a 10 yard discount and mm -hmm. like not much is like really changed for Jahan Dotson other than the fact that he had a terrible week last week. So, you know, that does feel like the the prime time to buy on uh, a guy who's still like pretty integrated in terms of what they're doing on the offense. So, yeah, I uh, I don't know if I would bet it, but if I'm betting it, I'm going only one direction on this and that would be the over. Yeah, and, I mean, the uh, Giants have absolutely stunk. Also, right, last three weeks, they've given up over 400 yards a game, over six yards a play. They're not stopping anybody. And the enemy turned the commanders into, like, this is like a dollar store version of the Chiefs. Like, legit, they just throw everywhere to anybody. It doesn't matter. Guy off the bus, targets. But, again, the bar is so low. To Matt's point, I think this number is being kind of disproportionately punished because of the goose egg. Right, had he put up 20 yards last week this might be a full like that's at eight or ten yards higher than it is right now so i think it's a perfect bounce back spot the matchup is there i mean yeah how could you not go with that i like that too he might be a good ladder candidate 
Yeah, Jack, any any quick thoughts on here on this one? Uh, I mean, like just quickly, I want to want to throw this in here as well. We don't know the status of Kayvon Thibodeau, and we know that uh, Sam Howell kind of doesn't do well under pressure here. But it seems like this offense or excuse me, defensive line for the Giants might be a little iffy when it comes to health here. Uh, Jack, any thoughts on, iffy. on John, John Dotson over 35 and a half minus 115? Yeah, I'm with Matt here in that I don't know if I'll actually end up playing it, but if I were to pick a side, it would be over. Uh, we have a mean projection of 45, so the median would probably be five yards lower, um, which would be with, you know, minus 115 on each side, maybe a little bit thin. Um, but I, I do think that over is the right side if playing it. All right, perfect. Uh, seems like everyone's leaning towards the over. If you are playing here, kind of not staying away from the under, uh, if that's the case. Seems like that's it from questions in the chat today, guys. Appreciate everyone sticking around for the full show. If you're still here and you haven't liked the video, please hit that like button. It helps us out a lot. And, I mean, maybe Pizzola will let me move back into my basement instead of kicking me out on the street here uh, <laughs> like he's done the last two weeks here. Quick reminder before we head out here, live at 11 a.m. Eastern, Raw Pizzola will be live for the pizza buffet on sunday right before those one o'clock games so if you're looking for best bets for sunday first of all what the heck are you doing go check out our wednesday show go check out this show i mean you probably already did check out the show but look check out our wednesday show for our best bets on games rob will be going live giving out his favorite bets that are still on the board still available walking through the entire board as he does that uh every sunday here make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss out on that and then on top of that sunday night 8 p.m eastern we take a look at forward progress with Clive Bigsby and Rob as well. They take a look at the opening lines uh, for week 12. Now uh, we've been doing pretty good at getting some CLV this past week. We got the over. I mean, it didn't really matter what, what you got the over for, for the Thursday game, but we got the over around 43 and a half, 44 uh, as they were opening uh, for week 11 in that Thursday night football game yesterday. So guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't done that already, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. It really helps support the show. Help me get back into my basement, please, guys. I, I'm kind of kind of missing it here. Anyway, so for myself, for John, for Jack, for Matt, this has been Forward Progress, powered by Pinnacle on the Hammer Betting Network, guys. We'll catch you later, and good luck on your bets this week. 